Hey friends, we are your hosts Leanne and Llewellyn and welcome back to the One With Friends podcast. It has been like, it was like 70 degrees today, Llewellyn, and it was amazing. It was about that down here too. It just, it feels so good to finally, like the sun is setting later. It feels more like spring. It just feels so good. It's just funny now because now that you guys are like enjoying weather, like you're starting to enjoy weather, that means that the doom of summer is coming (laughs) upon us. Yeah. So it's like opposite. Like we're dreading the fact that winter is going away, but you're loving the fact that winter is going away. Yes. Um, I'm particularly excited because I believe for the first time since like the real winter set in, I'll be able to go out to my favorite park at Percy Warner and go on my little five mile hike that I normally do, or it's almost six miles, I guess, but that I haven't been able to do for a couple months now. And I've definitely missed it. Um, in the summer, that's what I do literally every Saturday. And it's my favorite routine to like do by myself. It's great. But yeah. Um, okay. Well, let's get into this episode. It's got such a funny name. Um, <laughs> so give us give us the episode recap and we can kick on into it. Yeah. So this week we watched season four, episode 10, titled The One with the Girl from Poughkeepsie. We are flying through these. We're just going week by week. I know. Unlike, you know, every other yeah, third, yeah, yeah. Four fifth weeks. Week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, continue. Um, Okay, so this one was written by Scott Silveri and directed by Gary Halverson and originally aired on 12-18-1997. Ross debates whether to date a faraway beauty or a less desirable woman who lives nearby, and Chandler tries to set up a date for Rachel with some coworkers. Nice. Yeah, it completely leaves out a bunch. (laughs) (laughs) As synopses usually do. That's <laughs> true. Um, okay, well, we we uh, launched this episode in the soft open. Ross comes into the guy's apartment. Phoebe, Chandler, and Joey are hanging out. Joey has stuck 15 Oreos. Like, Ross is like, hey, what are you guys doing? And they're, like, point out the fact that, like, Joey is having this, like, personal – he's, like, working on this personal challenge – um, he has so far stuck 15 Oreos in his mouth, which I'm trying to think through the logistics of that. And that just seems impossible. There's, you'd have to like chew on them. Oh yeah. I don't think, no. I would die choking on an Oreo. I don't even know that I could fit like two in my mouth, like, and still be able to <laughs> chew. I know. I mean, I know just it's like, one, like I'm guzzling water because it's so dry. I know it's sort of like when you have a big roll of sushi and it's like almost too big for your mouth that you can't even chew it, but you're like, it's weird to eat it in two bites. Right. It feels like it would be one of those things. Mm -hmm. Now, when Ross like kind of responds to that, it sounds like he's about to sort of like belittle Joey in this challenge, but then he's like, personal best. Like (laughs) he's, he's all for it. Like he, he has witnessed this before and now he's he's like gung-ho about it now ross goes to grab one but he's like deflected by joey he like slaps his hand and like okay now what they find out ross was on a date with someone um he met on a train and ross and or phoebe and chandler go to ask a question at the same time 
but based on like the content of the questions phoebe kind of realizes like oh never mind answer definitely answer his first i think i didn't catch phoebe's question did you catch it i was like there was so much happening that i really i didn't like pause to take that note she because he said oh i just went on a date to a museum and she said oh which museum at the same time that he said chandler said what he said got it okay cool and he's she's like yeah never never mind yeah (laughs) go answer his and uh he's sort of like he he tells a story of how he like made her see him on the car like that he was so clever that like she was not going to be able to pass him like pass by without passing right past him like he positioned himself strategically on this train now we find out she lives like two and a half hours away so I Googled it. Um, oh, look at you. Yes, by, Llewellyn. By train, it would take, um, and I'm assuming when it says train, it's like an Amtrak. It would take mm. one hour and 45 minutes one way. Okay. So it's about a, what, three and a half hour full trip from Manhattan to Poughkeepsie. Dang. Did they have Amtrak's? Back in the nineties, like were I they that fast? Feel like, I mean, I feel like they would. They're pro- they've probably gotten better. Um, let me see, because I think in the episode they said two point five hours, right? And I was like, yeah, that is... maybe it was slower back then. Um, it's like my whole night. <laughs> yeah, two point five hours after work, I'm ready to go to bed. <laughs> I think Which they is... did have Amtrak back then, because there's a fun fact okay. later about. The, like later on when he takes her when he takes the train okay ride. yeah um and they do mention towards the end they mention about like his last trip that he takes via yes. the amtrak's mm-hmm. adirondack service which the adirondacks are over there by new york so my guess is it probably was okay it yeah, was probably slower though like you said because it's gotten better obviously in 20 some years right yeah they get faster and um, but either, like, either way, an hour and 45 minutes to commute just to go see somebody, but then, like, to go see them is one thing. It's, like, when you go on vacation, you're excited about it. It's the trip back that's always, like, now I have an hour and 40 minutes. Like, yeah, that's just a lot. It's a lot to travel. And Chandler kind of makes fun of the name Poughkeepsie, and he's like, oh, that would have killed in Albany. Like, he makes this, like, side, you know, joke about it. Now, at the same time, Joey has, like, completed the Oreo challenge, and he has it all over his teeth. So that is pretty much the soft open. It just kind of sets up the storyline, at least for Ross. Now, once we get to the main part of the episode, we start off in the cafe. Chandler is lighting a Christmas tree? No, no. He wants to go see the lighting of the Christmas tree. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Okay. Well, here's where my infamous notes come into play. I was like, why is he lighting a Christmas tree at the cafe? Yes. Okay. He has, a, he has like a two-week-old newspaper in his hand. Um, yeah. And he's looking at the newspaper, and it's talking about the lighting. Have you ever been in person for the lighting of the – have you ever no, been to I've, New York at Christmas? No, I've never been to New York at Christmas. It's one of my dreams to go to New York at Christmas and to see the lighting of the Rockefeller yes. tree. Same. And to skate there and everything. Yes. Oh, sounds like a dream come true. I just, um, I just saw that um, the this will come out just after 
the restrictions lift, but there's no more vaccine mandates in New York. Oh, wow. As of March 7th, I guess the mayor, I guess the mayor like made that decision. Well, I saw the numbers were going down like nationwide. So Mm -hmm. that's good news. So for those of you who maybe haven't gotten vaccinated or whatever, like the restrictions off of places are lifting so that travel can happen again. Um, but yeah, I just saw that and I thought of you cause I was like, no one's really been trapped. Even like what's been really weird is like even the places that if you weren't vaccinated, you could travel. I just feel like travel has taken like a huge pause. Like, I don't know. Not a lot and of people has, that I know are doing it. It has and hasn't, but Florida is also like one of the states that everybody wants to go to. Sure. Our governor <laughs> is a lot more open than other governors. So it's, I mean, travel down here is not changed at all it's still sure insane. can i ask you a serious question sure how do you feel about living in the state where you could type up florida man in your birth date and there's some crazy person that made the news on that date and you know it's just like insane people live there how does that um, how does that make you feel <laughs> i don't know i don't like to associate with florida <laughs> you're like in it but not of it <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, it's so annoying. Well, just for for starters, I live 14 miles from work. Yeah, which honestly does not seem very far. It sure. took me an hour and 10 minutes to get home today. That's so frustrating. So frustrating. And I went a different route because it told me that my normal route would have taken an hour to get home. And so I went the way that said it would take me 40 minutes to get home. And it took me an hour oh. and 10 minutes. And I'm like, <sighs> yikes. <laughs> yeah. So that's a bummer. If you Sorry, ever have dreamed about that. living in Florida, dream Don't again. Do Go to a yeah. state. <laughs> dream bigger. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So Phoebe essentially points out that the week the paper is two weeks old. Now Chandler's like, I wanted to take Kathy to the tree lighting. Rachel says, um, like, at least you have somebody. She's talking about like, she's like, it's the holidays and then it's Valentine's Day and then bam, it's the tree again. Like... She's essentially saying that, like, pretty soon you ultimately end up back around the holidays still single. Now, Gunther is obviously very much available, and he's very intrigued by that option. Um, so you see him kind of, like, ho- like hover in the background, like, as if he's going to make himself available. And then Rachel goes, I want a man. And he sort of, like, kind of, like, scurries away because... Mm-hmm. He probably wouldn't qualify. Like, he doesn't think he's qualified to step into that role. (laughs) And Rachel was like, I would even take a fling. And Joey offers, which is hilarious. Yeah. Now, Chandler offers to set her up with someone at his office because he's like, oh, if you're, like, looking for a fling, like, let me set you up. And Rachel's like, okay, but, like, no one from legal. Like, I don't want any boring jobs. And she's like, he's Ross or uh, Chandler was like, and Ross was what? A lion tamer. Um, which is such a great point because he literally works with dinosaurs, <laughs> which are no longer living. Um, now Mana comes, it comes into the cafe. She's upset. The kitchen still hates her. Um, she thought she was making headway, but they had written quit bitch on her chef's hat. Um, Again, we talked about this. It just seems to be, like, the new favorite word. Like, that's the only swear word we're continually saying, like, on a consistent basis the last, like, five episodes. Yeah, like, the entirety of season four. Yes. <laughs> yes. 
It's like, what has happened in season four? It's like somebody like woke up and decided, yeah, this season's going to be a little raunchier. I wonder if I wonder if this was like around the year where like ratings for television changed. You know how like Could you know been. how like they reassess the qualifications for like rated R movies or like NC seventeen and like the the later and later the years go by, the the less or the more has to happen for it to like render an R rating or something. You know what I mean? Like it just seems like the guides the lines between them have gotten a little murkier and like shifted i wonder if like this was a year where they were like hey network television like you can have like now for for a pg-13 movie you can have like one f word but anything above one f word you have to rate it an r so i wonder if there was like something with television rating like the way that they probably i mean i feel like that always evolves exactly yeah and so they were like, great, we can get, like, in one per episode and still not have to do, like, TV mature, you know, or whatever it is. Um, now, now, like, as as Mon- Monica is, like, trying to describe, like, what's happening in this kitchen, she's feeling really bullied, like she did in kindergarten. Um, like, they're trying to make her quit, and she's not very, like, confrontational with them. Now, Chandler has, like, he has this, like, kind of idea. He tells the story of a director who, at the beginning of every movie, he would hire someone to fire them. Like, that was the role that he hired them for. It's like, I'm going to hire you to fire you in front of everyone so that, like, everyone knew that he meant business. And Monica, like, really likes it. And Joey offers. Um, He's like, you know, I can – she's like, do you know how to serve? He's like, enough to get fired. Like – I don't need to really know how to do it because the point is that you're firing me. And Joey thinks like, I, you know, like their lines, like I, it's a, it's an acting gig sort of like when it all comes down to it and he's like game for it. And then Joey thinks that like, Hey, I wonder if that's got why I got like fired from that Burger King commercial. (laughs) Fun fact. One of my best girlfriends was in a Burger King commercial once in Nashville. I was like, that is hilarious i always wondered how do you how you got on this but um okay um, fun fact. yes so he said chandler mentioned um orson wells he said i yes. think it, i think his name was orson wells and it was so orson wells is known or was known to fire an employee at random in a public and humiliating way to scare the other employees so he so it's like a real life thing it was and then to play on joey's comment it's funny because orson wells died in 1985 so obviously it wasn't him which we all knew but Mm. um but yeah he's known for a lot of movies in looks like the 60s 70s and 80s Mm. and even some in the 50s like a lot of movies the one name that catches my eye is citizen kane not seen it but i've heard oh yeah Mm mm-hmm yeah so he's a real guy okay wow that's cool um i wonder if that's just like you know how like generations later they talk about people that are like it becomes like their thing like it's almost like a descriptor um it's like in the same way that milton burl was known for something specific (laughs) which we've talked about it's like this director like you know decades later they're still like talking about like he was infamous for that i think that's interesting uh okay so then we go to 
Chandler's work, which is kind of where another one of our settings is. And Chandler's kind of like asking around for Rachel. Um, as he's like asking some of the guys, he mentions a fling. And as soon as he mentions it, they are ready to pounce. Like they are on it. Then all of a sudden, like a second guy is battling this first guy. They start bribing Chandler to be the first one to be set up. The guy's like, I didn't say that I wasn't interested. Um, And the other guy was like kind of swooping in because he had heard about it like right as the idea of a fling came up. So like they're kind of like battling it out. Now the first guy, okay, you have to like, he reminds me of Sebastian Stan. Yes, I can see it. Yes? Okay, thank (laughs) you. I was like looking at him. I was like, oh my gosh, he reminds me of Sebastian Stan. Especially because I just got done watching Gossip Girl. Gossip Girl! And he was in that, and I feel like like, that's the version of of him I Mm -hmm. see in this guy. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah, especially because he was so... um, Do you remember... Did you ever see Hot Tub Time Machine? Oh, it's been years, but yeah. Because Sebastian Stan is in that movie, too. Oh, he, he is? I didn't know that. He, he is the guy who's in the, like, um, bomber jacket that's all, like, you know, he's, like, back in time. He's in the bomber jacket, and he has the um, Chernobyl drink. It's, like, the okay. cabin that they're partying at. It's It's been so long, I don't even remember. Okay. It's just funny, because I realized, like, they, they were like, yeah, Sebastian Stan, he was in Hot Tub Time Machine. I was like, What? And then in my brain, I was like trying to go back and I was like, oh my God, he must have been that one guy. And he looks so young and it's so funny. Um, but yeah, I saw I saw that guy in this episode. I was like, oh my God, that's Sebastian Stan for sure. It's not, but it looks like him. Okay, so one of the one of the things that the guys um, bribed him with, because the one dude I think said, the mm-hmm. guy looks like Sebastian Stan said something about cigars. Um, and then the other guy said, well, I'll, after or before that, um, I've got an eight-year-old small batch of basil hayden's in my office he's like I yeah don't know what that is but okay oh um, so <laughs> it's bourbon basil, right whiskey it's whiskey yeah so chandler didn't know that but it is a real thing and it's whiskey no that's really good yeah it's so funny like when you're not in the whiskey like when you're not in like the liquor game you could hear something like that and you're like i i have no idea like what that means <laughs> yeah but um, if you play if you play it off like oh it's a really big deal and it's like okay yeah (laughs) i don't know what that is but all right (laughs) um that's awesome uh okay back upstairs at the girl's apartment um phoebe's writing a holiday song for everyone and she kind of sings it nothing really rhymes with rachel she gives her like can like did anyone call you like pumpkin um because she's trying to like get something that rhymes with holiday stuff so she's like trying to work it out with rachel to say like did you ever have a nickname? And she's trying to like insert her own thing so that she can like create this song. Um, now, okay, here's what's really, I, this, this is, okay. I'm going to explain it to our friends real quick. Luella and I, and I decided that the person who's like narrating and owning the, the, the description of the podcast is going to be like, sort of the main host on the weeks that they do it. And then the other person will be like, they're the fun fact. They're the, we call it, we're going to call it secretly spud spotter in the back. We're not going to say that every time, but like, that's what that person is doing. They're the ones finding like the stuff in the background, like that potato we found in the case. And then we named it a potato, but we're going to call it spud spotter. Um, But I found something that I had to draw people's attention to. 
as she is singing that song at the top of this scene, there is a light seafoam green vase behind her head. It had like a lightly paint. It's not painted, but it's, it is like it had a light like flower design on it. I can guarantee you with 100% accuracy that that is Weller pottery. Okay. Did you look it up? No. My family, our last name is Weller. Our family collects Weller pottery because it's like part of like a family like lineage thing. So like my grandma at her house, she had like her own collection. My parents had their own collection, still have it. Um, Like our grandma gave us each grandchildren a vase out of her collection to like pass it on. And just the design of it, the flower design, I can tell from having looked at this pottery for the last 32 years of my life. I know for a fact that it's Weller pottery. And I was like blown away at the fact that... It was like, it was a legitimate piece of pottery that was like placed as decor it's, in their house. It's not even like a company anymore. No, I know. Um, there's like books back in the day that like um, used to give like descriptions of all the different, um, you know how like there's different like styles even within one brand. Like each fashion house comes out with like a new line every spring fall winter you know what I mean Mm. um they had like books that would like talk about the different like seasons and types of like Weller pottery but I know that flower pattern by heart so at the top of that scene at the girl's apartment when Phoebe is singing the song that she like tries to like do it this first round if you look behind her head it's a light seafoam green vase that is Weller pottery that is part of my family lineage So just like, just a fun fact. Um, Anyways, um, now I think Phoebe was also asking like for family nicknames for Rachel, right? Like she's really just trying to get information. Yeah, she's trying to rhyme with everybody's name. And so Rachel gives her the nickname Pumpkin. Pumpkin. Mm -hmm. Which, fun fact, Pumpkin is one of the few words in the English language that has no rhymes. (laughs) yes yeah that is that's funny that she would try and name her that but i think because she was just trying to like that's part of the holidays sort of even though it's not christmas right she was like probably just trying to like draw a parallel between like i need it to be holiday-ish so it might as well if i'm going to make up a nickname it could just be the holiday (laughs) like a pumpkin okay so since you talked about something you noticed in this scene yeah i noticed the mona lisa pillow i mean You'd be blind if you didn't notice it in this scene. Okay, um, I was blind because I have no notes about a Mona Lisa. <laughs> it was literally sitting. In How the dare you insult me? It was sitting in front in of the our guests with Rachel. Like she sat down and it was there. And like every time you it panned to Rachel, you could see it. Now oh. it's sitting in the chair in such a way that it's hard to miss. But apparently not. I don't like. I don't remember ever seeing it before so i don't know if that's just like one of monica's like winter themed pillows or <laughs> winter themed pillows <laughs> if she that's just so good. bought it i don't know but i, I wonder I, if like, like literally over the my next notes, i was like how long have they had that mona lisa pillow and have i just never noticed it okay well that's funny because i i've never noticed that vase outside of this episode ever 
I wonder if like the next episode as we're in the girl's apartment, like, okay, I literally just typed in Mona Lisa pillow and friends, you know, like Google predicts what you're going to say. Yes. Friends popped up at the end. So it is, I'm not the only one that wonders about that pillow. Is there anything in like an article that says like how long it was there for or something? I don't know. That's what I'm looking. See if I can. Looks like a lot of people just want it. Oh, okay. (laughs) This might be the only episode it. it was in. Okay. That's so interesting. Yeah, I had never noticed that before. And it's hilarious because you were like, it's obvious. I'm like, oh, whoops. <laughs> yeah. um, we'll have to look at that in the next episode. Um, if anybody if wants to do a deep dive and figure out if that pillow shows up again, let us know. Yeah. Yeah. As I'm watching the next episode, I'll try and I'll try and see what's up. Yeah. Cool. Um, now, Chandler comes in announcing like, 50 guys who want to be set up like Chandler wants to he's like I want to kind of like play the field first as if they're like courting him um I really I think it's just hilarious like he really likes the attention but like Rachel just wants the setup to happen she's like come on like let's just let's make this happen like that's what's going on um now no one still understands what Chandler's company does they talk about like fine foods division that they have robots like they literally just have they have no clue what what he does with his with his life now at kind of around the same time monica's heading to work monica and joey role play the quitting like as she's about to leave the apartment she does like her she like does anyone have a problem with that and that prompts joey into what they had previously scripted and so they run through it. It works really well. Um, they like high five or whatever. And then she like heads out for work. Downstairs in the cafe, Ross has another date. It's not Poughkeepsie Girl, Pookie Girl. Um, it's But it's right uptown. Uh, the only problem is that she's not fun. Now he's giving her a chance simply because she lives so close. And then... Wait, I wrote dating mishap. Was that was that a part of... Did I write that as a separate note? Dating mishap. Mm. I don't know what you're talking about. Me neither. Okay, I'm skipping over it. Anyways, um, so like I just think it's funny that like literally the only reason he gives her a chance is because like she lives close, not because like he actually likes her. He's just comparing like the two things that he has and he's trying to like lean on into the, like the positive things about them both. Um, Joey comes in and Phoebe asks how the first day at the restaurant went. <laughs> and Joey like, he's like, oh crap. And he like runs out the door. So, you know, his first day he's late, which honestly is perfect for a firing. Um, it would have been perfect for Monica to just be like, no, oh, you're late on your first day. Get out of here. Like you're out. Um, I know that they like obviously – we're going to do it a different way, but I just thought it was so funny that like, wait, he's literally getting hired to get fired. They could easily use this as a natural way to like get him out the door. Um, but they need to, they need to like, the employees sort of need to be endeared to him so that like by the time he's let go, they're sort of like, oh shoot, like everyone liked him. Um, now at the restaurant, Joey comes in because he has just left the cafe And he sees a huge burn spot on Monica's chef jacket. Um, 
And this is like the funny scene where like he pats it out and it's just like, like just, he's just patting her boob. Like he's literally just like, he's, he's right on top of it. Just, just patting away. And she's like, (laughs) I think you got it, Joe. (laughs) (laughs) Now she's going to call a meeting. She's like telling him like, this is okay. I'm going to call a meeting and I'm going to fire you tonight. Like she's sort of. I think she's like, as she started her shift, she sort of realized like it's got to happen like tonight. Like I'm so sick of like what they're doing. Like she seems really, um, really like at the end of her line with this crew of people. Now back in the cafe, um, Rachel comes in and she's like, Chandler, you have the best taste in men. And it's, uh, it's like, like father, like son, <laughs> which is great. <laughs> it was perfect. Now, Patrick and her, they're really hitting it off. And she thinks it could be something more. Now, Chandler, hearing that, mentions, I thought you just wanted a fling. And Rachel sort of realizes that Chandler told the guys that. Like, at first, she's like, well, I mean, but if it sort of happens and then she's like the reason he's bringing it up is because you told all of the guys that that's exactly what she was looking for she's like you don't tell the guys that and Chandler like has kind of realized what he's done and Rachel's just really put out like she's yeah she's She's like irritated yeah she's really mad now, back at the restaurant, we're kind of like cutting back and forth between like the restaurant and the cafe, the restaurant and the cafe. So we're going to go back to the kitchen. Joey's eating the cheese from the container. And honestly, as a, just to be honest, as a previous like server, like, I, I mean, one is a server. I've definitely done that. But also just at home, like how many times have you opened your cheese bag and just like grouped all the shredded cheese you could in your hand and like shoved it in your mouth? Wasn't Probably he, not you because you're like dairy wait, free, but wasn't for me. Wasn't he eating chicken? It was chicken, not cheese. No, I think it was shredded cheese. I think it was chicken. I think it was said, cheese. She said, Joey, give me the chicken. And he walked over and handed it to her. Oh. I'm pretty I, sure it was chicken. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm going to look it up. You continue. Okay. I, I swore it was cheese and I was like, don't we all eat cheese from the container? But I do <laughs> I get like, that. I mean, when I did eat dairy, I did do that. Cheese. Oh, it's just the best. I don't now because dairy free cheese not cooked is not good. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Now, as like him and Monica are talking, he, Joby wants like a really cool work nickname. Um, he's like discussing it with her, like thinking of some options. Now, at the time, one of what I could only assume is sort of like the lead server, like the the trainer server, or like whoever, someone who's been there for a while. He's like the only one that has like real speaking parts on the server's behalf. So I just consider him like the lead server. He comes in and distributes the tips for Joey for the last two nights. Now he has made like over 200 in one night and like over 300, I think in the other night. And all of a sudden you start to see things in Joey's face just start to change. I think He's loving how much he could make in so little amount of time. And that was honestly one of my favorite things. Like as a server at like a really fine dining steakhouse. Um, and not like Outback Steakhouse, like an actual like really nice, <laughs> like 
five-star restaurant. Um, real nice. Um, he's loving it. Now, at the same time that he's kind of rummaging through his tip, you know, uh, envelope, the servers gather to hear the specials. Now, one thing I have to say is those wide ties on, like, on the servers, like, yikes. Yeah. Like, yeah. they're so, I mean, I know that was the style back they're in the so day because we've moved to thin ties, but, like, it is a lot. Um, also, I just want you to know that you were correct. It's cheese, not chicken. Yes. I was like, I mean, I guess you could eat shredded chicken from a container <laughs> if you really wanted to. Um, okay, cool. Thanks for looking that up. Um, yeah, so the side, like those wide ties are just horrendous. Now the servers are like kind of hazing her. They, they're like not really paying attention. No one is writing anything down. Um, usually for restaurants, they could have anywhere from, I don't know, three to five different specials, um, throughout like an evening. And when you come in every night and they don't like, they're not always the same for like an entire week. Um, it can be a lot to not write them down. So she's like, you're not writing any of this down. And then she's like, you're just going to make up fake specials and force me to cook it. I was like, Ooh, that is, that's a harsh hazing. Like that is like, what if you suggest something that like, they don't even really have like, that's just, it seems like a little extra to be hating on Monica that way. Yeah. Now at the same time, like I said, Joey has like, his countenance has changed and he's like counting his money as this is exchange is happening. Like as you kind of glance over at him, you see this happening and Monica is trying to make her speech. And all the while Joey's counting, she cues him and he completely bails on the plan completely. Now Monica addresses Joey after they kind of like break and she's like, I need a fall guy. And Joey's like, well, I need to pay rent. <laughs> like, This is a lot of money. And they come up with a new agreement. He's going to turn them from the inside. This is more Joey's agreement. And Monica just kind of has to go with it. Because like, if he's not leaving, then like, what, like, what else can she do? So um, back in the cafe. So back over there, Phoebe is singing her holiday song. Everyone's finding something wrong with it. Like, Chandler doesn't have anything that rhymes. Again, Rachel's there. No, Chandler. So, no, in in this part, it's just Chandler, uh, Ross, and Phoebe. Oh, the three of them. Okay. Yeah, and Chandler, because she had put Monica and Chandler together about Hanukkah. Yeah. And he goes, well, I'm not Jewish. Mm -hmm. And then she just got, like, so upset about it. Because she's, like, trying her best, but, like, nothing rhymes with Chandler and nothing rhymes with Rachel. Yeah. Now, Ross is asleep. Like, he kind of, like, has dozed off in his chair because of the long commute. He's got another date. And Phoebe's, like, she recommends that he break up with both people. And I was, like, go Phoebe. Like, go you for, like, you don't even, like, one's two hours, like, one's two hours away. The other one you don't even like. It's just proximity that's interesting to you because it's such, such a contradiction from the other girl that you like. Um, and then we found out that Phoebe lived in Prague at one point. Apparently. Which I thought was so interesting because I was like, you were literally homeless. When did you live in Prague? Um, and I don't uh, even know if we. Yeah. Yeah. No. 
no, continue. I have get two fun facts about this scene. Okay, cool. I was just going to say, like, I don't even think we know, like, if we ever hear about that element to her story. Like, yeah. I don't think it ever gets circled back up on. I don't think it does. Yeah. All right, lay it on us. Okay, so they're both about Ross. So when Ross wakes up, because he's sleeping on the couch mm-hmm. in Central Park, when he wakes up, he is asked which song Phoebe was singing. And he answers the one with the cat. Which is funny. We all know that he's referring to Smelly Cat, but mm-hmm. that was actually a title of an episode earlier in that season. Mm, so I nice. think it's season season four, episode two, when she okay. had the cat and she thought it was her mom. Oh, yeah. We just went over that one like yeah. eight episodes ago. <laughs> yeah. And then in the episode titled The One with George Stephanopoulos, that's yes. a hard name to say, Stephanopoulos. Mm-hmm. Ross said that he cannot sleep in a public place when Phoebe sleeps in Central Park. But yet, in this episode, he himself mm. is sleeping there on the couch. So it's just funny that he's like, oh, I could never do that. And then here he is. But he is. Yeah, good spot. I like that. Um, Okay. We go upstairs over to the guy's apartment. Chandler is playing... Um, like a sort of like golf game and Rachel comes in pissed. <laughs> That's uh, an understatement. <laughs> Patrick has broke it off with Rachel and Chandler told him that she was looking for something serious, which he was wrong on the one end to tell the guys that she was just looking for a fling. So then in Chandler's brain, I think he tried to like hyper correct. Yeah. Yeah. Fix his wrong and like make the intentions actually known. And she was like, you idiot. And he's like, I'm sure you're right. But why? It's like one of the I think like I know memes that are like, you know, of that little snippet. Um, I feel like I've seen like memes and gifs of, of that little snippet of time like idiot. And he's like, I'm sure you're right. Which is great. Um, But Chandler honestly just literally doesn't know how to handle any of it. Like, he was wrong at the beginning to say that she wanted just a fling. Because, like, the idea wasn't to, like, literally promote it. And then he autocorrects and goes to the completely other side of the ditch. And, like, then is like, oh, no, she's actually looking for something serious. And she's like, you don't tell him that either. Like, just leave it alone. And she's like, being alone sucks. Like, she's just really upset about it. And, um... She is, like, he, like, starts to, they start to, like, kind of talk it out. And she's, like, she is a great catch. And he didn't have to lie. Um, And then he's, like, kind of, sort of. Um, And then Chandler, like, offers to take her to a Rangers game because he's got all these free tickets from all these guys who tried to bribe him to hook up with him, his friend. And then, why did I write, have you ever been with a woman? Um, well, he asked that question to her. They're like being super sweet together. And then oh, he and goes, then he like, have you ever been with a woman? <laughs> That's right. He said, there's no good time to ask that. <laughs> yeah. But like, there really is no good time. Yeah, there isn't. Um, but <laughs> later in the series, fun fact, later in the series, it is revealed that Rachel had a drunken encounter with a friend named Melissa in college. Ooh. don't remember when that comes into play, but apparently. So she has to answer his question. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, 
Oh, also the Magna Doodle yeah. board in this scene. Oh, Magna Doodle. Yes. It's, you have to like have really good eyes or pause it at the right time to read it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it says um, our Christmas tree with like in all caps. And then it has like two arrows pointing down to a little drawn Christmas tree. <laughs> and it says put presents here. So it's like put presents right by the door under this yeah, magnet doodle. Basically. That's yeah. so good. I like that a lot. That's true because they never really put up a Christmas tree in the guy's apartment. I know they, they do in the girls one because they have that gorgeous window that they can put it in front of. Yeah. That's really funny. Um, okay. Now the next scene is so quick. Essentially Ross just misses his stop. Right. He is asleep on the train and it just keeps going. Like, Literally, he's supposed to get off. They like announce. she's knocking on the window. Like, yep. Russ, Russ. Yep. And he just is like, he sh- shuffles like a little bit and is just trying to find a comfy spot. And he's like, he's out. Now, back at Monica's work, we're kind of, we're, we're in the, the, the last little leg of our journey here. Um, Monica needs more swordfish and... No one's going to get it for her. So she ends up having to go get it for herself. And a man shuts her in the walk-in, um, the walk-in freezer. And what's funny is I was literally looking at that. I was like, those don't lock from the outside. Like, I was trying to think, like, she should just, like, push on the door. Because I've been in walk-in freezers. Like, yeah. Because. I think yeah. I watched too many. I watched too many horror movies growing up. Mm. Because, like. I mean, there there isn't a lock on the outside of those, but you can put a lock on them, I think. True, true. And I've seen too many horror like movies or shows where they, like, people get locked in those, and so it's always been, like, one of my fears to get locked into one of those. Sure. Cause yeah, because be it'd be, like, super cold. Yeah. Yeah, but I was, like, for someone like Monica, who has been a chef, like, she has worked in a kitchen before, like, we... we like we opened the series with her in the yeah. kitchen, she should have known that a walk-in. I'm sure she did. She's probably just like flustered because like she just well, asked this girl to go get yeah. the the fish. Was it for her? And she didn't do it. And then she probably had her hands full, so they had the door open on purpose. I get it. Yeah, for sure. Um. Yeah, well, and, like, the storyline, like, these writers are just trying to, like, set a baseline. Like, nobody would know that. So, like, they're trying to play it off as if it's a fun gag. But, like, realistically, it just doesn't really, like, play out in the real world. Which is fine. Obviously, this isn't the real world. But sometimes I like to draw those, like, because I feel like in some ways shows now do a good job at, like, making it realistic enough that, like, it could happen that way. Whereas, like, this just feels like a little bit of a stretch. Um... Now, you can tell, like, from the sound that as she's in the freezer, she spills. Um, that There's, like, this big, like, commotion on the inside and, like, something happened. Now she lets herself out and she comes out and there's, like, sauce. Like, looks like probably spaghetti sauce or something all over her. Um, and Monica has had it. And so she sort of, like, is starting to have this little, like, breakdown and is, like, almost she's more on the side of like, if you really want me to quit, I'll quit. Like she's, she's ready to like walk out. And then Joey sees what's happening and, and volunteers himself back into their plan. And he's sort of like, 
he does it in the way that like just gets them on track for their original plan. He's like, hey, lady, I thought about what you said earlier and I do have a problem with it. And so he gets back on the plan um, to take the fall and, and gets Monica like right where she needs to be with her crew. And it happens like it it's really great. It like ends like the way that Monica would have wanted. Like it ends that scene perfectly. Yeah. Now, back to Ross as we're wrapping up his part of the episode. Um, He ends up in the last stop on this train in Montreal. Like, he is disoriented. um, But there's this lady sitting next to him, just like staring at him sleeping. Which is crazy. And yeah. And so, what is it? Montreal, like it's now like very late at night. Um, and they're like, coffee, like, let's go, like, they go get coffee together. It's this, like, beautiful stranger, and we find out she lives in Nova Scotia. Like, oh, no, like, I'm on my way. Yeah. So, like, it's even further, further from, like, we're not only outside of the realm of Poughkeepsie, because we've already taken a train well outside of that, but we're even farther north. And Ross is still, like, going to go, like, like have coffee with this girl. Okay, so, fun facts. Yeah. Um, not really a fun fact, but a plot hole? No. Yes. No. Wait, is, is it when they don't get it correct? Is that what it's called, plot hole? I'm forgetting all things. We'll say it, and then I'll help you. <laughs> um, okay, like so in the episode, she... Okay, well, first off, we see Ross sleeping... Basically, we assume since he left Manhattan through Poughkeepsie all the way up to Montreal, which is Canada, by the way, which he would definitely need a passport for. Yes. Um, yes. Although he didn't get off the train. So my guess is that's probably where they didn't need it. Anyways, not the oh. point. That is approximately a nine and a half hour train ride. What? Yeah. So this is what it says, like, via the Amtrak Adirondack service. So... Theoretically, most adults don't sleep for a solid nine and a half hours. Now, maybe if you're not sleeping at all and like you finally get a day where you rest, you might. But on average, adults don't sleep nine and a half hours. So it's very unlikely that he would have slept that entire time. Um, And then when she states, when he asks her, are you from Montreal? She said, no, I'm actually from Nova Scotia, which is just a two hour ferry ride from Montreal. That's actually incorrect. Um, There is no ferry to to Nova Scotia because they are actually connected by road. And it takes uh, about 10 to 15 hours by car to get to Nova Scotia. And then it would take like 80 to 90 minutes by plane to get there. So if she were to go by a ferry, if it were a thing, it would take several days to get there. Oh my gosh. I don't even know why she was on that train if her real plan was to go to Nova Scotia. Yeah. Dang. It feels like, okay, so if Ross got off work at at five, he thought he was taking a two and a half hour train to go to Poughkeepsie, but he ended up in Montreal what would have been nine hours later. That makes it 2 a.m.? Yeah, which I think... To answer our question earlier, were the Amtrak trains slower? I think so, because when I looked it up a couple days ago when I watched this, it's, according to Google, it would take about six hours and 15 minutes via train 
to get from Manhattan to Montreal. So they shaved off. Whenever they wrote that little fun fact, too, they've shaved yeah. off quite a few hours. <laughs> so Dang. six hours makes more sense sleep-wise. Like, I, I could sure. fall asleep for six hours if I'm, like, not getting sleep. But Yeah. If, yeah, especially if you're already tired. Yeah, but nine hours, like, you would have woken up. Yeah. Dang. That's a good, that was a good, uh, I guess it was like a discrepancy or like a, yeah. it's not a continuity thing because that's not really true, but it's more of like, no, it's not real f- facts. Yeah. Like, I mean, it, it made sense in the, like the funny part in the show made, made sense, but it like really wasn't sure accurate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Um, now in the kitchen, we are wrapping up Joey's Joey and Monica. Like this is their final scene. Joey is trying to. What's funny is like at the end of the last scene, they had them right where they wanted. Joey was fired. Monica was proven to be like the one with the decision making. Like they had them exactly in the palm of their hand. But in this scene, Joey is just trying to make his point a little too deep and starts to, in my opinion, hurt her cause. Because now Monica looks like a like a bee for firing a father around Christmas. Yeah. So it's just like, it was funny because it was like, man, we had him. And then he's like, she's like, okay, Joey, like stop making your point because they're like, they, they've got it. Like they've got the point. Like they don't need like, what am I going to do with my kids for Christmas? <laughs> like It's just too much. Um, okay. This, this tag, this is my, honestly, this is my favorite scene because Mine too. Mine I think too. she did such a good job. I love this song. Can I, can I try and play it? I want to play it. Like on our podcast. Is that fine? Can. can I do it? Let yeah. me try it. Let me see if this is the right one. Is this it? Yes. Asked him to bring my friends all kinds of crap. <laughs> Said all you need is to write them a song. They haven't heard it yet, so don't try to sing along. Honestly, like the way that they put it together, I thought the writers were so clever and just like it's very Phoebe, but oh, it's yeah. also very cleverly done. Like yeah. saw Santa Claus, like the way she hits the notes, like it, well, it and the rhymes. Fact that she like changed the way the song, like like the the flow of the song too. Like Monica, Monica. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Cha- like it just changes. It's so funny. 
Yeah, I thought it was good because, like, you get the hint of what she's trying to do, but you don't get, like, the reveal is all a surprise. Yeah. Which I love. So, um, yeah. So we ended on that note. Obviously, it was a Christmas episode, um, which I loved. And, uh, yeah. Okay. Anything else about anything else about I just have a couple this? more, like, fun mm. facts mm-hmm. that I missed. Um, love it. So... In this episode, Ross dates the girl that lives in Poughkeepsie, and Lisa Kudrow, who plays Phoebe, is an alumni of Vassar College, which is mm-hmm. in Poughkeepsie. So there's nice. a fun fact. Um, awesome. Love that. And then another fun fact about Lisa Kudrow, if you don't know this about what's to come in this season, um, we've already mm-hmm. done other spoilers, so might as well spoil some more. Um, <laughs> Phoebe ends up pregnant later on. Actually, very soon. What? <laughs> <laughs> and... <laughs> A fun fact about this episode is that this is the last episode where Lisa Kudrow's pregnancy is hidden. So she is actually pregnant in real life. Mm-hmm. And they nice. wrote this pregnancy into the story so that they didn't have to hide her pregnancy. So this episode, if you watch her, like every time you see her, she's sitting with her guitar in front of her. So you can't tell that she's pregnant. Super smart. Nice. Um, Good catch. Yes. And then, despite all their best efforts, both Ross and Rachel end up single at the end of this episode. They Mm. don't start relationships until several episodes later with Emily and Joshua, respectively. I literally can't believe that that's, like, coming upon us. I can't believe that we are already at the Emily already. Like, that's just insane to me. I know. It seems like it happened later, like, six, like, season six or seven. Yeah. But there's so much that happens, like, after, yeah, man. And we're going to fly past that, too, because, like, we're headed, like, we're already almost halfway done with season four. Yeah. Like, because we're we're, we're flying. I'm so proud of us, Llewellyn. <laughs> Me, too. So okay. Uh, so we both said our favorite, uh, like, is that your actual favorite scene? Yes. Yeah. Okay, mine, 100%. too. It's, like, easy. Easy decision. Um, what's your episode rating? Um, I think I'm going to give this one a how you doing. Mm. Um, because it's, it's funny. I think I love the Christmas. I love Christmas episodes in general. Um, but I think it was, it was really good. Like, um, focusing on all of the friends, like everybody had like something to play in this episode, which I thought was really nice. Um, and it was funny. I mean, like none of the stuff like really carries Mm -hmm. over, but, um, I think for a Christmas episode, it was, it was good. And, um, that song is just hilarious, so I loved it. So that's what I'm going to give it. Okay. I'm going to give it a... Mm, I'm going to give it... I think this was my rating last week. Oh my god. Um, It's still pretty low. I think the next couple episodes are ones where I was like, oh my gosh, it's this episode? Yes. Oh my gosh, it's this episode? Yes. Like, I feel like I do love season. I've loved you season. You mean f- the next episode when I texted you and was like, it's this one. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But even the one after that was like elements yeah. that I loved about it, too. Um, because it's like the one after that one is also one of the famous like big storyline ones. So I'm like, there's a lot of stuff that's coming up that I'm really excited about. And it's these weird little random in-betweens. Like, I don't really care about Monica having a hard time at her job. I really don't care about Rachel wanting to hook up with somebody or Ross wanting to hook up with somebody. Like, I literally don't care. So um, the only thing that was like a a shining light was like 
Phoebe's holiday song was like literally all I cared about. Um, but yeah. So I would, I'd say it's pretty low, but it's because like, you'll start to see my ratings start to go up in the next couple of episodes. So, um, okay, let's go to our post show wrap up with some trivia time. Okay. Who threw water balloons at Ross when he broke up with her? Oh, it was the college girl, like her and her college friends. I couldn't tell you her name, but I know like. He was, like, literally trying to hide it behind the couch, and then he was downstairs because he broke up with her, and she, like, threw one down. Yeah. Her name was Elizabeth. Elizabeth. Yeah. Okay. Um, Okay. Who did Rachel go out with on her first date since Ross? Mark? Well, wait. Did they really go on a date, though? I guess that wasn't considered a date. No, I'm sorry. Okay. Um, Didn't you just say it? Josh? But you're, but you're right. It is Mark. It is Mark. Yeah. I mean, I don't think they could, I don't think she thought it was a date. Yeah. That's what makes it hard. Cause it's like, oh, it wasn't really like dating. Yeah. It was just more of like convenience. Yeah. I, yeah. That was a weird one. Okay. <laughs> I really hate that both those questions were about Ross and Rachel. I know. <laughs> we were literally just like, boo. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I do have a social media spotlight this week. It is, sorry, I did not have it pulled up. So now I have to scroll on my phone. Um, Beth, Beth Hopwood, ah, Beth, our, Beth, our friend Beth. Bits with Beth. Bits with Beth. Um, okay. She said, give yourself a break on not getting the name of the nanny that Ross and Rachel hired. You were obviously thinking of Freddie Prince Jr.'s character. No surprise since the title of the episode is the one with the male nanny. But Molly was actually the name of the young, hot female nanny that they hire after Ross can't handle having a male nanny. Poorly worded, ambiguous question. Thank you, Beth. That Thanks, makes me Beth. feel better about my trivia skills. <laughs> Which we have been very open and honest that we're not the best at trivia. True. We have been killing it sort of the last couple of weeks. It's yeah, been well, sort it's of like jinx it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Prepare for next week, everybody. It's going to be horrible. Uh, okay. Um, fun. Uh, recommend to a friend. I see. Oh, okay. you've got two of them on there, you little saucy girl. Well, I do, but I also don't have one for next week. So I'm like, which one do I <laughs> oh. want to do here? So <laughs> I was going to ex- actually ask you to go first, and then I'll feel which one is better. Okay. Um, I had a late holiday party with my coworkers. We... Um, we had to reschedule the one that we had on the docket for like before the holidays and it ended up having to be after the holidays. Um, and one of the games that one of our coworkers brought over, it was a game called mind the gap. Okay. I've heard of this game, but I've never played it. Okay. Ideally you should have people from every generation represented so Boomer, Gen X, Millennial, and Gen Z. And you're, the idea is that you should you could either break up into your generation or divide the generations into teams so that each team has different generations represented. And then the point is to make your way around the board by answering questions from different generations within the different categories of those generations. It is frustratingly hard, 
but also very entertaining. I was like so frustrated that I liked the game. It was just, it was very you were frustrated that you liked it. I was so frustrated, but I also liked it. Interesting. Yes. Because, I, okay, here's what happened. We, I got on a team with someone who was not, who was like maybe a year or two older. And so we both, we both, we got stuck in the boomer category under the um, the category that we landed on was called headlines. And so they were like, which um, which Japanese submarine was bombed in something or other? I'm sorry, my history is going to be all off. But it was literally questions like that, like headlines of the times. And obviously I was not alive. It was in like every time we rolled, once we finally got out of that category, we would roll again. And land on headlines again. It was seriously the most frustrating. But it was also like fun when you got into like the questions that you could answer. That's why it's super helpful to have like people who are not in your like generation yeah. on the team with you. Um, It's a really fun. I like highly recommend it for people like family gatherings. It would be perfect because you've got grandpas and grandmas and aunts and uncles and nephews and nieces and great grandkids and you know, you've got the parents and, you know, from every generation and you guys could split up and it's like a family game. It's all together um, or people that like or if you're in groups of people who have different like a bunch of different ages, you could play it with any group of people. You just have to realize that like there's going to be some questions that are going to be really hard if they're outside of like how you like what you grew up knowing about. So I highly recommend it. It was it was so fun. We laughed. We were frustrated. It was it was just it was a really fun game. It's called Mind the Gap. And I recommend to a friend. Nice. Okay. Um, Since I mentioned it earlier in the episode, I think I'll just do that one. Okay. Love that. Great idea. I I've mentioned, I think, a couple. Well, I didn't mention it. Leanne mentioned a couple episodes ago that I needed to get off. So I could go watch Gossip Girl. Um, <laughs> so you all knew that I was in process of watching it. And not the mm-hmm. old one. Not the new one. The no, old boo, one. Like the boo. OG Gossip Girl. The real one. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I just got to give a little disclaimer. I So if you've ever seen Gossip Girl, I, it's on, what is it on? HBO Max um, in the United States. I don't know if it is anywhere else, but that's where it is here. Um and when it came out, like, the the years that it came out, like, I was literally the same age as the main characters. So, like, mm-hmm. this came, like, when this came out, I was a junior in high school. And I remember it being, like, this huge thing that everybody watches. And I don't know if you guys have, like, gathered yet, but Leanne and I don't like <laughs> doing things that everybody else likes to do. I yes. mean, to a certain point. Like, there are some things that we do, but um, we're pretty vocal about the fact that, like, we just don't do what everybody does. Mm-hmm. Um and so I didn't want to watch it. And honestly, at that point in my life, I was like, that sounds so dumb. Like, why would I want to watch a show about a bunch of entitled Upper East Siders in New York City? Whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I never watched it. And somehow, surprisingly, I never figured out who Gossip Girl was in, what, the 10-ish, 10, 12 years that it's been on. Yeah. Um, but I think we've both mentioned the show You before on here. Um, Love it. Yep. We definitely and, both have. And Penn Bagley. 
who is just incredible in that show. So, so I decided, good. I decided a couple of weeks ago, about two months ago, that I was gonna, I needed a new show to watch. And mm-hmm. my best friend Nicole, you guys have all met her or listened to her. Um, she is obsessed with this show. Like she loves it. So anytime I ask her for like a recommend on a show, she always gives me this one. <laughs> so I decided. <laughs> I'm gonna just do it. I'll watch She's it. She's been slowly wearing you down. <laughs> she has been, and it's and it's a show I've never given a chance. So I'm like, I can't say like no to it forever because I've never given a chance. So I started watching it, and of course I'm gonna fall in love with it. But I think so. Here's what I'm gonna say: I did fall in love with it. I did guess who Gossip Girl was in the first season, um, and I held pretty strong to who. I'm not gonna say in case I don't want to spoil that for anybody out there that still wants to watch it. But I did guess who it was in the first season. I kind of wavered a little bit, like, in the middle. But then I was like, no, it's got to be this person. And it was. Um, but I think I, personally, I think I would have... I'm glad I waited to watch it. Because watching it, like, it kind of gave me, like, flashbacks of, like, high school and, like, mm-hmm. early college. And, like, it was kind of like a fun, like, remembrance of, like, oh, my gosh, I remember when we didn't have iPhones and when we had, like, Blackberries were all the rage and when flip phones were a thing and, like, you know, seeing New York back then and um, just all those things. So, like, to me, it was almost, like, nostalgic watching it, even though it was, I mean, that's not what it was about. It was about gossip kids and whatever. Um, but I I don't know. I loved it. I thought it was a good good show to watch um so if you've not seen it and it's been one of those where people are like i don't know i saw a reel on instagram now i guess that's got the whole like xoxo Mm -hmm. um so if you've not seen it i would recommend watching it um and not the new one i watched the trailer for the new one and i was like this isn't even worth my time so watch the old one yeah so that's my recommend watch gossip girl i feel like and this is this might be like the millennial coming out on me, but like shows like the new version of Gossip Girl and like Euphoria, I'm like, this is not. But also real like life. But also like Gossip Girl. Like it's so extra. It is, and also like the the shows that they're like trying to bring back, they're trying to like make them this day and age, and like there are yes, that's ten why. times they're ten times more inappropriate than the original was. And it's yeah. like that, like we don't need to be showing that. Like, yes, there's things in Gossip Girl that I wouldn't recommend everybody seeing, but like, it's not. It's I don't know. Kind of like we talked about earlier. Like, it's not like rated R. Like, I feel like all of those types of shows are these days. Yeah, and that's why, like, if they ever remake like The Office or Parks and Rec or yeah, I just won't watch it because it's not worth. Like, um, Gilmore Girls was almost ruined. Like, in in four episodes, they almost ruined for me what it took them, what, seven, eight, nine never, years I've to never build? Watched, never with watched Go- that. Did I say Gossip Girl? Gilmore Girls. No, you said Gilmore Girls. Okay, yeah, yeah, Gilmore Girls. Within, like, the four episodes that they did, like, a, a, uh, a year in the life as, like, the reboot, I was like, that almost destroyed everything you built over, like, a decade worth of, like, shows in four episodes yeah. i was like i'll never watch anything that gets rebooted ever yeah like i feel like the only ones that like could maybe get rebooted okay so it during the pandemic i watched boy meets world from start to finish again because i was mm-hmm. obsessed with that show when i was a kid i loved it I cried all the time watching it um but and then 
you know, recently they just got done doing Girl Meets World, which I remember remember my friend's son, he was obsessed with that show. And I was like, this is a ripoff. Like, this is dumb. Like, why would they do it? But after I got done watching Boy Meets World, I watched it just to, like, see what it was about. And honestly, I thought they did a pretty good job. Like, they didn't try to do... Like, they didn't try to make it what it was. They just literally made Cory and Topanga the parents. And, like, it was around the gir- like their girls' world. And it was actually not that bad. But <laughs> So I was like, okay, I-, I, like, actually apologized. I was like, I'm sorry I made fun of you for watching the show. It's really not that bad. It's actually kind of catchy. But it's not as good as Boy Meets World. So you should watch that someday. Did, um... Did you... Who was our friend? Wait, is it Nicole that prefers? Um, what's the what's the crappy show that people compare friends to? How I Met Your Mother. Yes, the did you see like that? How not, it's being rebooted? Not her, but yeah. You how see it's how it's being like rebooted. being rebooted to How I Met Your Father. Yeah. Okay. Is it like? Is was it? It's not Nicole that was. She liked that. No, was it Jane that liked it better? It can't be. Was I it? it? I think it was. I think it was Jane. Are you sure it wasn't Nicole? I am like, I have this vision in my head of I am her like, like battling us on social media. It's not her because I don't think she's ever seen How I Met Your Mother because I don't. Really? I think that's too raunchy for her. Because huh. even that is okay. like. Like, people compare that to Friends because it's, like, mo- they say it's modern-day Friends, but, like, even that's more raunchy than Friends was. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there was somebody in our... Oh. Who was it? Alyssa McAndrew. Well, yeah. That's yeah. who it was. That's who I was thinking of. I thought of. you meant, like, that have been on the show. I'm like, uh, I know somebody who, like, will battle, but... No, no, sorry. Yeah. I guess I wasn't. I, for some reason, I think I associated us. it. She's younger I know. than us. She's like four. It's just, she's like five years younger than us. So she's just wrong. <laughs> well, yeah, obviously. Is. All right, let's end this show. Speaking of fun episodes coming up, like I said, with some heavy, awesome ratings. Um, next week we're gonna cover the one with Phoebe's uterus. <laughs> Such a unique title. <laughs> it really is. Uh, all right, friends. So we will catch you next week on the Woman Friends podcast.